Hey, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome to Public Comment with your host, Smitty. That's me. I'm the guy behind the microphone. It's not really even a microphone, uh, but we're going to call it one. We're going to pretend you know it's radio back in the 50s and 60s. What's good with you? Hey, um, today, great show. Great show. Strong. Good energy. Um, it's my... I don't want to say it's my privilege, but it's more of my responsibility uh, to have this young lady on as a guest to tell her story and to talk about her program. Um, Her name is Ebony Antoine. Um, She started a foundation called Broken by Violence. Uh, She can be reached uh, via email. Uh, broken by violence 2017 at gmail.com you could check out her website at brokenbyviolence.com um, and she's also on instagram at broken by violence uh, she's got a strong story of what um, directed her to start this program um, unfortunately gun violence is prevalent in the world we live in, and specifically these United States of America, um, where, as you already uh, are, are well aware of, uh, guns seem to find them their way into every part of society. Uh, doesn't matter the color. Uh, doesn't matter the amount of money you have. Doesn't matter your upbringing. Doesn't matter. Uh, the number of kids you have. It doesn't matter how good a person you are. It doesn't matter how bad a person you are. Um, But gun violence is everywhere uh, in the day and age we live in. And if we're not going to address the core problem, which is guns, um, then there are people like Ebony who will do something to help those affected by gun violence. And what we have to remember uh, is when that one person is murdered by gun violence, it's not just that one person uh, that is affected. You know, uh, we're talking uh, spouses, uh, children, uh, parents, siblings, cousins, grandparents, relatives, co-workers. Um, it is a entire community affected by that one murder. Now, there are multiple murders. So you just multiply that uh, and, and you'll see how gun violence affects um the entire population of human beings. So um, I thought it was very important uh, that Ebony come on um, and share her information with us. And I ask that you listen uh, with an open heart and an open ear um, and then do your part to make sure that someone else hears this and that they hopefully can be uh, motivated to seek help if need be. Uh, With that said, sit on back, relax, 
It's a good hour worth of uh, quality conversation, I think. I hope that you come away with the same feeling. With that said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, next episode with Mrs. Ebony Antoine. Hey, what's going on, beautiful people? It's your boy Smitty here hosting Public Comment. Uh, by now, you should be very astute on the uh, public comment and where it came from. Today, I have the uh, privilege of being in the Bethel Community Church that uh, Pastor Gilmore allowed me uh, to utilize today. Um, I told you the last episode uh, when we was talking sickle cell that, you know, we was going to be out in the community, uh, bringing the people, giving it to the people what they need. Well, I thought today's episode didn't need the background commotion uh, that comes with being live out in the city uh, amongst the people. Um, I think we just need to uh, focus on the importance of the words that's going to be said today. So with the grace of Pastor Gilmore, he allowed me to. Uh, to utilize his facility today. And again, um, I can be found on Facebook at Edward Russell, um, on Twitter at Fit Real Estate Agent One, and on Instagram at Smitty underscore public underscore comment, um, where I try to bring and deliver pertinent information to the people because that's what we need. Um, so with no further ado, today I'd like to welcome a uh, special guest, uh, Miss Ebony Antoine. Say hello to the people, Miss Antoine. Hello, hello. I have to get, tell you guys right quick. I keep telling her, you know, it's all it's all informal, just relax, you know, get on shorts and stuff. And I keep calling her Mrs. Antoine. <laughs> She's like, I thought we was with Smitty and Ebony. So I go back and forth, uh, but I just want to make sure that she's at, at peace and she's comfortable uh, where we are today. Um, I met uh, Ebony at Fairfield City Council meeting just by chance. She was there promoting her organization that she founded. Um, and I thought, wow, here we go again. Just things falling in my lap that need to be uh, put out there. I asked her would she uh, be willing to be a guest on, on my show and she, she agreed, uh, took us some time. Um, and that's totally fine uh, because, uh, you know, there's no time limit on helping people uh, whenever we can get it out there. And so with that, uh, today's topic is probably going to center around gun violence uh, because that is what led Ebony to start uh, the program. And I'm going to let her tell you the details and... and um, Maybe if she's willing to share how and why she started the program. Um, and I know that's difficult because I know you just told me, uh, and I don't know if you want to say it again, that's fine. If you don't and you just want to jump to the part, that's fine too. Um, it's very relaxed. Uh, but I will share uh, Mrs. Antoine's email, and that is brokenbyviolence2017 at Gmail. Again, brokenbyviolence. 2017 at gmail um, you can also visit the website at brokenbyviolence.com and that's brokenbyviolence.com 
and on Instagram, IG, at Broken by Violence. Broken by Violence on Instagram, all right? So if you have any questions uh, for Mrs. Antoine after this, feel free to reach out. If you want to check out her website, I, 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 I urge you to go check it out, especially if you know someone uh, that has been affected by um, gun violence. And when we get into some of the numbers, I'm sure that's unfortunately encompasses a lot of people. So with that, Ms. Antoine, how would you like to start? Um, I'd like to start by telling you why I created this organization. Please do. All right, so Broken by Violence is near and dear to me because it was me. My family was broken by violence back in 2010 when I lost my husband. So once I lost my husband, I found myself in a situation I would have never imagined. And I realized that there's such a stigma that comes to gun violence, comes with gun violence. People believe that bad things happen to bad people, but mm. I'm here to say that bad things happen to good people too. Mm. So with Broken by Violence, what I wanted to do is to create programs and resources that I found a lack in for myself and for my three children. So just a little backstory: I met my husband in 98, we were married, we had three children. Back in 2010, he was murdered. My husband was murdered in our home, which makes um, a lot of devastation. Yeah. Um, a lot of regrouping, a lot of rebuilding. From the sense of safety, from finding somewhere else to live, to being nervous about the car I drive, um, all behind being a good Samaritan, being a witness to a crime. Now, I believe that the state of California should have been held accountable for my husband's lack. I believe there should have been resources to restore me back to whole as possible. I believe there should have been more counseling, more healing retreats, more resources available to my children. There should have been some kind of waivers that puts my son in basketball or my daughter in cheerleading or something to give me some kind of normalcy. Right. And I believe that the state failed in that burden to provide help. Mm -hmm. And so what I could not find, I decided to create. Awesome. Right. Well, not awesome, but... <sighs> kind of awesome. Yeah, so no, it is awesome now. That, yeah. Unfortunately, you had to be the the beginner for someone not to have to then go look for resources. They're there now because of you, unfortunately. Um, so in a fortunate way, someone else hopefully doesn't have to have those problems. So, wow, just out of that little bit, I got a lot in my mind. So you said that you hold the state responsible. You think they should be responsible. I believe they should be can, responsible. Can you elaborate on that? Because I, I think a lot of people hear gun violence and they say, because the, the most hardened Second Amendment person is like, uh, you know, guns don't kill people, people kill people. So how, why do you have that thought? Well, I have that thought because I live in the state of California, and I believe that there should be some substance to keep me safe in this state. And in the event that I'm not safe, I believe that there should be systems set up in order to ensure that I am restored to as whole as possible. So when I say the state wow. is responsible, mm -hmm. I believe that the DA office um, dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. I believe that here I am 10 years later, there has been no justice. Like you don't have such a huge loss in your life. Right. The sole provider, the head of your household to just poof one day be gone. Hmm. I mean one day here, gone tomorrow. Yeah. And they say figure it out. Right. Figure it out for yourself, figure it out for your three kids. Um, I would say the most most people might have really gone into a sunken place where Absolutely. mental illness Absolutely. or find something to numb themselves. Luckily I found God. Yeah. 
I had to find something more meaningful within this. And mm -hmm. this is why I created Broken by Violence. Mm -hmm. I believe I'm kind of a vigilante. I believe in fighting the injustices. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that God chose me because he knew that I would create programs to help someone else. Right. The problem that I'm coming up against is that people that look like me, people of color, tend not to process their hurt and their disappointment. I think that as a society, we have normalized homicide. We have normalized Absolutely. murder. Absolutely. And I think that that's why we live in a world where there is so much, because if we don't talk about it, then we never know the effects of it. So what I do is I create healing circles where mm -hmm. I get people in a room and we discuss the disappointments of life. It, sometimes it makes it better to know that you're not the only one that's enduring this. Absolutely. And I mean, I believe in building families. So it's if it's a room full of individuals, somehow that's my sister, that's my brother. How do we heal together? Facts. Absolutely. Facts. How, how can I help watch your kids and one day you watch mine right. so that right. I can get that moment to myself where right. I can grieve or build myself back up? So these are some of the things that I came into that I believed um, was a lack. We are going to get to the program okay. because they need to, it needs to be heard. But as a father, um, and I think the people who have children are listening, you said something, when, when, when violence strikes you firsthand, and I, like you said, it's so, it's such an everyday occurrence that people are getting murdered. We tend to overlook the little things. Like you said, where's, where's my safety at? If I, if this can happen at my house, where's the safety at? And then the effects on the children. And that's what I just want to, the sense of safety, you mentioned that, the sense of safety is, I think as adults, we kind of put our backbone up and say, okay, this is where I got to move on. However, kids don't don't necessarily function that way. So, how did you assist your children to be comfortable living at home? I mean, where that shouldn't even be a question. Safety shouldn't be a question at home. How did you how did you do that? You know, honestly, I have no answers. My children were adjusted well. Mm -hmm. um, I had a ten-year-old daughter, a five-year-old son, and a one-year-old baby, and I think I took the um, the role, mm -hmm. and I never showed them my disappointment or my fear. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm grateful to say that they never had any issues. Good. I have a daughter in college. My awesome. son is a great. He's 15 awesome. now, so I mean, awesome. yeah, I, they, the grace of God. Absolutely, unexplained. You know what? Some things we just can't explain. <laughs> Some things we just can't. And it, it, it ain't for us. It ain't for us to know. You know, but I, I commend you because. You could have easily went into deep depression and a dark spot and said, I can't deal with this, you know, and you didn't. And then that would have just domino effect to your children. And then now we have not just one human being life lost. Now we have a total of five lost, you know, so great job on your part. Thank you. Um, and I want to share some things right quick. So I got this off of... Uh, everytown.org are you familiar with that I'm not. okay i just did a search for gun violence okay and i'm going to share some things with you and feel free to join in but the numbers just so every day a hundred americans are killed by guns a hundred a hundred a day a day 
So let's just say you take 100 people in your Facebook hmm. and 100 of them just disappear forever. You know, I, 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 that was the first thing I saw. And I was like, that, that's insane. I think that what you just said that was so powerful is forever. Like nobody understands. People think that YOLO, you only live once. No, you only die once. You live every day. Absolutely. So forever. How forever. Long is forever. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, but the people took your husband forever. Forever. That is unfair. Unfair. That is unfair and, God. Um, so I'm just going to continue with some numbers. Feel, again, feel free to jump in. Um, 986 civilians are fatally shot by police. Um, then they go into suicide and I think that's a different uh part of gun violence. One third of gun deaths in America are homicides. This is another one that stood out. U.S. gun homicide rate is 25 times higher than that of any other high income country. Canada, China, places like that. 25 times, we're 25 times higher. You know, that means we just have too many guns available for the people, you know? And again, I, and I don't wanna discredit you or anything, I'm a, I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment to a certain extent. I, I don't understand why you need an Uzi or AR-40 or whatever. I don't, I'm not familiar with guns, but I don't understand why someone needs a, an assault weapon to protect their house. If you want a little gun, I mean, that's fine too. But I always go and I always say, uh, you know, I don't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a machete. It's regular, just a regular knife will do, you know, to get the job done. So, um... I'm just going to keep going. Uh, here's this is gun violence. Um, within the cities, homicides are most prevalent in racially segregated neighborhoods with high rates of poverty. Mm -hmm. So basically, they're telling us we segregate you, put you over here, make sure you can't get out or you don't have all the opportunities or programs available to you to get out, and then we're going to import guns so you guys can handle that. And if mistakenly someone gets murdered, oh, well, that's just part of it. Uh, black Americans represent the majority of gun homicide victims. And let's say they're 15 times more likely to die in the underserved communities than, Absolutely. than Caucasians. Absolutely. 15 times more. It, 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 that by itself is unfair. Let's just be real. It's, it's unfair. Underserved. You know? If we, I'm reading a book right now, uh, Warmths of Other Sons, about the migrations of blacks out of the South uh, at the turn of the 19th century and a little bit up until the uh, like 1960s. You know, and to, to think we were segregated and enslaved and tortured and treated inhumane, and we still are at a point where were still treated inhumanely, and we may not be enslaved, but disproportionately serviced, you know? When it, you don't know better, how can you do better? Can't. Um, I'm gonna jump to, because I, I don't wanna waste a lot, but I'd have this. Women are 20 more, 21 more times likely to be, guilt, be, to be killed by a gun. Um, 
black women are twice as likely to be fatally shot by an intimate partner. 58% of American adults have experienced gun violence. 58, that means more than half of America has some, some kind of gun violence, and this is my ultimate problem one. Approximately three million American children witness gun violence every year. And three of yours. Mm. That's 100%. That's 100%. Absolutely. Well, let's add to the statistics. Uh, I had a brother that was murdered 90 days after my husband, and he had three children. So another reason why I created Broken by Violence, because in a matter of 90 days, I knew six children, six children. who had no father. Two of them boys. And, and I believe as a man, you as a young boy, you need to see a man in order to be a man. I agree with you. There are certain things you need to see a provider, a man that prays, that goes out, the respect, the way he loves a woman. And that's our lack in our community. Bingo. And I, I, we may be getting off the topic here, but I got, I'm just going to talk to you like I'm talking to. Raised as a, by my mom in East Oakland. Like you said, it takes a man to raise a man. So some of the things I lacked, I didn't know how to hold a girl's hand. Never was taught. Never was taught how fragile a woman's heart, how fragile a black woman's heart is. Amen. No, I'm, I'm for real. Me too. You know what I'm saying? And so now, so now this gun violence could have, could have short service your son by not allowing his father to teach him how to hug his mom to say i love you things like that so i'm i'm glad you're here because i think that when when we hear it on the news oh so and so got shot we don't we, we don't even start to go to the layers of that was someone's loved one someone's husband someone's dad someone's mentor somebody's son someone's protector right you know you, you know, with the whole Kobe thing, you know, right now is a popular uh, girl dad, you know, mm -hmm. that's major. So now your daughter doesn't have her dad or protect her, her Superman, you know. And Vanessa doesn't have her husband. And Vanessa doesn't have her husband. <clears throat> so enough with my numbers. I think we got that. So your program uh, was to fill a void that you thought needed to be filled. Indeed enlighten us on the program and what it does and how it helps the people and how they can get in touch with you then. Okay, so overall, Broken by Violence, right now we are in the infancy stage where we are creating um, programs. Right now we do have healing circles. We try to have them in 2020. We're trying to have it quarterly. We're in the process of being funded. Okay. So, you know, you're going after grants, you're collecting your nose until you get that yes. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm praying and I hope you guys pray with me because the, there's such a great impact that we can make in our communities mm -hmm. with programs like Broken by Violence. The Healing Circle is the small um, small step, which we do now. Mm -hmm. uh, we just get you in a room, we feed you breakfast, we have two to three hours where we talk about the disappointments in life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's domestic violence, sometimes it's sexual assault. Sometimes it's homicide and gun violence. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, I feel like we um, bond as survivors mm -hmm. to know that we can overcome it. We find out what the needs are. If we know other resources, other organizations, mm -hmm. we go ahead and pass it over. It's just the meeting of the minds. Right. Now, uh, what particular, are you like concentrated in one area? Or when I say here, I'm talking about like geographically through the Bay Area? Is there 
Well, actually, right now I'm serving five counties. Okay. I am. I'm moving around because I'm, I'm from Oakland. So you care to share those counties? I yes, mean, that thing's important. Okay, Alameda County, mm -hmm. Contra Costa County, mm -hmm. Solano County, which is my home right mm -hmm. now, San Joaquin, and San Francisco. Whew. Hey, she working for y'all. <laughs> share it. Share it. I, that's five. That's a lot. That's the major part of the Bay Area. Agreed. Let alone uh, you, if you get into uh, Santa Clara County, then we're gonna be super major. Yeah. Got to get down there. Goals. Got to get absolutely, but you got to start somewhere, and I appreciate where you're starting. So go ahead. I'm sorry, but the, all y'all share that. It's, it's available to you. The services. So for 2020, my overall goal is to create a healing retreat. Okay. We'll have um, sunrise yoga. We'll mm -hmm. have breakout awesome. sessions. Awesome. We'll have an opportunity just for a weekend to just right. totally do some holistic healing. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the times in mental health, they say, "Hey." Take this medication. Trick your mind to say that what you went through, you didn't go through. Absolutely. And I believe that you process it. You mm -hmm. take the time it takes for you to realize it did happen to you. Mm -hmm. um, bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. Take the time, process it, go through the healing process, do what you need to do to take care of you. And then if you realize, you know what, I need some aiding and some help here, then find a good mental health counselor. Absolutely. Don't let your primary care doctor prescribe a, um, a, a psych drug. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would suggest. Um, so I want to create that space mm -hmm. for people. And I also want to create a healing retreat for young men. Um, every lack that I came up against mm -hmm. as far as um, raising my children and not having the finances to put them in cheerleading or basketball, I want to create funding for people that have families like me that mm -hmm. have a loss and they can't meet those needs for their children. I want to create them. So another retreat I want to have this summer would be for young men, mm -hmm. adolescents from the ages of 12 to 17. If you don't have a man in your life that's leading you wow. for a weekend, we want to give you one. Right, absolutely. 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 So maybe, Smitty, we can get you in. Oh, on I'm in. I don't, you ain't even got to maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> All right, y'all heard it. Smitty is in. I'm in, and, uh, you know, it's it's crazy, but we'll talk after that. But it's uh, that's my second invitation to be a mentor uh, within the past week. And I'm flattered and I'm honored and I'm grateful that I have someone even consider me to do something like that. Um, uh, so with the with the with the program of the healing service and maybe the the retreat and the getaway, are you you guys take volunteers or is this just you by yourself? Absolutely or? not. I have a board of directors awesome. and they are amazing. We have okay. a cultural competent therapist. We have. Um, a couple of people um, who have master's degrees. We have an accountant, so we have a solid board. Mm -hmm. And then I have a mentor. Okay. Okay. So my thing is, we're in position to mm -hmm. take off and really heal our community. We're looking for volunteers. I was going to say that was going to say. So listen, this is about a movement. Absolutely. Right. Broken by violence. I, I see been chapters in what? in different states, and I mean, I'm telling you, yeah, the, the goal is to create healing across yeah. the U.S. You. <laughs> I'm not going to say uh, you've probably seen some of my posts on uh, Facebook, but that's been my hashtag. So it's a movement. It's a movement. It's a movement. And it takes everybody. Indeed. You know, and that's why I thought it was important to have you on because I wouldn't be part of It's a Movement if I'm not having everybody speak, you know. Um, so uh, back to the retreat. Uh, now, is that going to – I don't know – so, we have adults and we have children. Will they be together? Is it separate? Separate. These okay. are two separate retreats. So okay. my idea for the men's retreat, I would have five men 
take on, I would say, 20 boys. Each person would have between four and five mm -hmm. in a group. Mm -hmm. We'll have breakout sessions. We'll have, like, in the morning, Team A is responsible for con making breakfast. Team B will do lunch. Awesome. We'll have sunrise events. We'll have barbecue. Teach this th these guys these fundamentals that I believe, again, and I'm a woman mm -hmm. in saying what I believe that a man should know how to do. Absolutely. You know, not necessarily, I mean, it's just my opinion because I'm not a man, but... No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to cut you off, but this my mind before I lose it. It's okay to know how to sew as a man. Indeed. My mother, my mother taught me to. I was cooking my dinner at eight years old because she had to work two jobs. You know, uh, she taught me how to clean, use common pine oil, <laughs> iron my clothes, wash my clothes. So you're absolutely right. Right. You're absolutely right. You, uh, my children, I, I tell my wife, don't clean their clothes. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? My my boys been washing their clothes since they was little. Mine you know too. what I'm saying? So no, you're 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 absolutely right. But then more than anything, I want to be able to build a a unity with your team leader so that you can expose some things that you're dealing with in life. Mm -hmm. And most of our young men have had some sort of violence, gun violence, domestic violence, or sexual assault. And I want them to feel comfortable in saying. You know what? I'm trying to process these things. Right. I've been bullied at school. So right. this needs to be a safe place and show that men can be vulnerable. Right. I think that in our community, we say you got to be tough. Don't cry. Yeah. Suck it up. Yeah. Here in this on this Hilltop experience, because it will be a Tahoe, mm -hmm. um, I need you to be as vulnerable as possible. Ooh. I want you to be able Let to the guard dream. Down. Absolutely. What is the dream? As outlandish as it, it may it be, does, share the dream. Say it. Yes. Say it. Believe and, it. And, and, and you know, God. <laughs> the just the perception and of being a man we lack so much because we we hide ourselves you know what I'm saying behind that facade of you gotta be strong and don't cry and stuff um I, 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 I can go anywhere but I gotta go back to the holistic part okay I'm not a big believer in medicine either. All right. You know, so b before uh, you lost your husband, was that the yoga, was the holistic part, the mental awareness, was that a part of your everyday life? And I only ask that question because I know it wasn't mine. You know, uh, no. I just got into yoga maybe a couple, 10 years ago or whatever the case is, and I'm not into medicine. So how did, how did that, how did you think that would benefit you more than medicine? Well, the thing about it, prior to me my, um, being with, or prior to the murder of my mm -hmm. husband, um, I was always a believer. Mm -hmm. But my thing is when you're in abstract situations, you have to call on God mm -hmm. for a lot more. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so to me, uh, meditation to me is the same as prayer. Okay. Um, exercise, any mm -hmm. kind of exercise, whether it be yoga, you let those endorphins roll off. Mm -hmm. So was I huge on working out? Absolutely not, but I needed something. Right. And my thing is I was willing to try whatever to heal. Mm -hmm. And um, I can say that meditation, prayer, exercise, healthy eating mm -hmm. definitely gave me that extra one leg up. I've never been a drinker. I never had that tolerance. Understood. Yeah, so I thank God for that because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people do hide their pain in alcohol or in drugs. Absolutely. But for me, I knew that I had to break generational curses. So I knew that I had to have a sane mind in order to get my kids where they needed to be. Absolutely. And the legacy of my husband wouldn't be that. I was murdered and my, my wife lost it. And my kids 
were wayward, you know. No. So, so I, I had to fight and focus, and I'm great to, grateful to say that my daughter is first generational at a university in Southern California. Outstanding. I, I'm so proud of you. Me. What school she go to? And her. What school she go to? Dominguez go, Hill. Dominguez. Dominguez Hills and Carson. Oh, uh, we didn't go there. We we took our we did some some visits, and we he ended up at a. The other place out in uh, Riverside, Cal Baptist. Nice. Uh, he's in his. Is she a freshman? She's a junior. Okay, he's a freshman. Nice. He's a freshman. Congratulations. Thank you. See. Um, so, it, God, I'm telling you, I don't know you. You just about, so the generational curses are broken. Proudly. Is a is a unfortunate. It's really commonplace in black community. You know, unfortunate, and we have to do what we can to break those. And I think what you're doing is commendable because, in a way, not just with your children going to college, but you starting a program to assist other people in need is breaking generational curses. Because if the powers that be continue to believe that they can insert guns into our, our neighborhood and we destroy ourselves. And we don't fix ourselves because of that. That's just a uh, with them killing us, well, with the guns killing us. Now we're destroyed, like you said, just by our inner torment and our pain, and we don't grow. So with you in the program, now you break that. Okay, yeah, you. There might have been a death by violence, but we're not going to allow the survivors to not exceed. You see, so generational curses. You are doing it in more ways than one. I just want to let you know that. I and, and I think that's outstanding um, because uh, we need that. This community really, really needs that. We need more people like you to, to say, you know what? This service is not available, so I'm going to make it, you know? And, 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 and that's kudos to you. Uh, and I know you, you, you said uh, that uh, the, your children are fine, and that's, that's the greatest thing probably is would you and your what you've been through your experience children who witnessed or or have been affected by gun violence be it their older sibling their parent someone close to them would you advise more holistic healing than the medicine that they want to just fill our children with? I think that you just process it. I think that each person's situation is unique. For me, I've always been a talker. Mm -hmm. My kids can tell my story. Mm -hmm. You know, I was raised when my mom kept a lot of secrets. Her story was her story. I could never tell her story. Absolutely. My children, they know what I went through. I express, we don't talk. And the thing is, I think more so they're okay because I'm a talker. Mm -hmm. I remind them that guess what? Bad things happen to other people. I share when other things happen to people. I pray for other individuals. I let them know that life is precious. I, you speak those things into existence. But I would say it's completely up to you. If I saw that um, my children were having a hard time coping mm -hmm. and counseling wasn't helping mm -hmm. or me speaking to them wasn't helping, then um, I would. I would absolutely leave it up to them. Mm -hmm. I, you know what? I wouldn't do it as a child. Okay. I would not. Okay. I would let them get of age and make that determination for themselves. Okay. Um, th this one you don't have to answer, uh, but it just hit me. Do you have thoughts on gun reform, um, the avail availability of guns, or, or is that just 
or was that just part of what took your husband and you can't focus on that? I don't know if I'm asking that question right. I get it. You know, but. You know, I never really processed it because I believe that it's a setup. I believe that um, if you really want a gun, go to an urban area. You know, you watch enough um, law and orders, where do they go to get the gun? So they absolutely know where they are. Right. You know, um, I think that it's by design mm -hmm. that we have um, the ability to get guns so easily and freely. Mm -hmm. So should there be a reform? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, but more than anything, should we have more programs for children? Why are you holding the gun? I think a lot absolutely. of us deal with PTSD and 58% of the population has dealt with gun violence, then I would say 58% of the world has PTSD. So a lot of people absolutely. walk around with guns because they feel like I prefer to have it and not need it than mm -hmm. not to have it and need it. Mm -hmm. So my thing is all about changing our mental stigma of what PTSD is. It's the trauma that you deal right. with because you've already seen something horrible happen. Right, so right. you feel like, let me grab a gun, illegal or legal, mm -hmm. and protect myself. And because you're heightened on your senses by having a trauma previously that you've been through, you're shooting at people and they are not even going to harm you. But you're worried. It, it's, it's so my thing is if we can work through the PTSD in our community, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I feel like we will be less likely to walk around with guns. We we'll be shoot, wouldn't be shooting in the crowds or our safety wouldn't be so so conscious, conscious uh, about what, what it looks like. No, you know? I understand. You're not a threat every time you step into a community. Not every time. Yeah, I agree. And I only asked that question um, because I, I think my subconscious and me just being who I am and I'm really trying to grow, but I'm thinking my spitefulness, if one of my loved ones was murdered by someone by, with a gun, I probably want like the strictest gun laws known to mankind, you know what I'm saying? So that's the only reason I asked that question is, you know, yeah, I will that guess. solve the problem, I guess? Gun, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's always ways around it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so for me, I never went and got a gun because I know anytime I heard a knock, I would go get it. Anytime mm -hmm. something sounds like I'm nervous, mm -hmm. I would go get it. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, with the caution of being traumatized, mm -hmm. who would I hurt in the meantime? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I never thought, um, I'd, I've never been to a shooting rage. I am anti-guns. Okay. Yeah, That's so. fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't own guns, but I believe in the Second <laughs> Amendment only because, uh, yeah. Um, so, when did you create this program? Um, officially Broken by Violence started on uh, January of 2017. Prior to that, I had uh, another nonprofit. It was called Beyond the Imaginable. Okay. It was more on the ministry of healing. Okay. Because let me just say, and I know this is a touchy subject, it's like we create churches. Mm -hmm. And broken people go to churches looking for healing. And unfortunately, through my own personal experience, I believe that the burden of the church, um, I believe it is a burden of the church. But however, I felt like... Um, I was disregarded. And so, again. That's fair enough. Yeah. Don't go ahead and say it. It's okay. I mean, we're in the church, but it's all right. I mean, it is, <laughs> it, it, hey, the truth hurts. Indeed, it does. The truth hurts, it you does. know. Uh, and so, was that was that kind of like to say, I don't want to put words in your mouth. That experience led you to Broken by Violence to do it a different way? Indeed. Okay. Indeed. That's fair enough. I, I kind of, I understand. You know, uh, and I and I think uh, again uh, the history of the black community. Uh, I think a lot of old timers. And when I say old timers, because I'm old, I think when I say old timers, I mean like 
70 plus okay. uh, are have still somewhat of a connection to the southern black mentality that everything can be fixed in a church you know and sometimes that's not that's not the case you know and I think uh, I think now that we're here in the environment we live in and the opportunities that we can create our own thing to help another I think sometimes is more a little bit beneficial than trying to put that burden on the church like you said Agreed. you know because you're probably not going to get the feedback you want Agreed. you know what I'm saying so I, I don't see nothing, nothing but I would say that I think that it's mandatory that any church that conducts homegoing services should have grief classes some kind of ministry to help us deal with the one thing that's inevitable that no one talks about that mm -hmm. everyone faces mm -hmm. which is death yeah so I feel like that should be mandated across the board, state to state. Mm -hmm. Churches teach people about grief, help them. It's debilitating. So help us process yeah. what that is. Right, right. Because we don't, you you don't think of death, you know, and the effects that it has on you. And like you said, it's forever. Yeah. Um, so now that now that we're you have your program. Um, and we're up and running, going on three years now? Yeah. Three years, awesome. Um, are you comfortable, are, are you satisfied with where it is and the people you have helped for these past three years? I, I, I guess I'm thinking, have you got the response from the people in need that you thought this existed for, that you created this program for? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's a shame. It is. It that, really is. That's a shame. If you, say, have, if you had to say 100% was what you, you had thought in your mind when you made this all up, what percentage of, I don't want to say, I don't know the turnout, what percentage have you think you've gotten to come and use your program, if it was 100% total? I would say 20. Yeesh. 20%. 20%. People, I just read you the numbers. Gun violence is 100 people a day, and we're only getting 20% to this, to this young lady's program. We gotta get the word out. We gotta get the word out. We gotta get the word out. You have to utilize what's out there Broken by Violence is here to help you believe, grow, maintain, carry on what, 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 what you're trying to have a normal life of. Can, can you, so what, how are you trying to get the word out other than the website. I mean, are you are you going into domestic violence uh, centers? Are you going to the police stations? Are you going to churches, community centers, events? I don't know. I'm just trying to see how we can get all the above. I'm going to events. I'm popping tables. I'm passing out brochures and pamphlets. I'm um, where I haven't gone is into schools, and that's my goal for 2020. Okay. Because my thing is, if the adults don't want the help, I'm sure the kids do. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, it doesn't matter who I help, as long as I impact someone's life for the better. Absolutely. And that's overall the goal. Absolutely. Have you been to the state capitol? Um, I have. Um, awesome. I actually am partners with an organization 
called um, Crime Survivors for Safety and Justice. Mm -hmm. Now they're on a national level. Mm -hmm. What they do is justice reform as well. Okay. So just a little heads up, this is a little nugget of information for any crime survivor. If you've never reported your crime or never filled out an application for the VOC, which is the victim of crime, mm -hmm. um, they just changed legislation to not cover three years, but now we cover seven. Okay. So if you had any kind of if you've been a victim of crime in the past seven years, get that application in. Absolutely. And then hopefully the application will cover your fee for you to join one of our healing retreats. If not, it'll cover counseling. Where can they find that? You can go online, and I believe it's Victim of Crime. Okay. California. Probably on the Department of Justice, State of California, or something in there, maybe well, you can possibly. Go online. Okay. I know it's online. Yep. We know it's online. <laughs> we know it's online. Um, and I think I'm going to go on a limb and say. It's the state of California.gov. I think I was just on there and I, I seen some stuff on there. And if not, you can always Google search it and, and, and find out uh, where you can get that particular document from. And, and then like Ebony said, go ahead and fill it out uh, because um, justice should be served no matter what the, the, the time length is. Um, are your children involved in the program? Absolutely. My youngest, not so much. She's 11. Okay. And, you know, I kind of shelter her a little bit, but my daughter, she's on my board. Awesome. Um, she does our marketing and advertising, and that's what go. her degree is in also. There you go. Uh, my son, absolutely, is a, is a supporter. He goes to our healing circles. I mean, he wears the Broken by Violence hoodie. He has his dialogue with other individuals. I need a hoodie. Working at, is it on the I, website? Absolutely. I'm giving you a hoodie. Yeah, I'm a $40 donation to get you a hoodie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give me a hoodie. Uh, <laughs> Because if I'm going to be a mentor at the thing, I'm going to have to be represent. Absolutely. Represent the absolutely, movement. Absolutely. Um, um, God, I lost my train of thought right there. I, was gonna, I thought I had a good question. Um, expanding. Because gun violence is not just in Solano County and in San Francisco and Alameda County. Um, I know you said you're looking to broaden uh, the geographical range. If someone wanted to, uh, let's just say they heard us in Atlanta, is that is that an avenue you're willing to pursue or go there and start the program there also? Absolutely. What I would say right now is hindering any growth is funding. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you have any grant writers that are willing to help the movement, I say please send me an email. Mm -hmm. Again, that's brokenbyviolence2017 at mm -hmm. gmail.com. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a team. It takes a village. Absolutely. And so my thing is if we can get this funding, we can absolutely expand. Uh, 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 look here. Because <laughs> if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk. So expansion to service the people and give them the programs what they need. Not only does it take young ladies like Miss Antoinette, but it takes volunteers and it takes money. Mm -hmm. And she just said, if you know some grant writers, send them this way. Or anybody in philanthropy, if you want tell to make a donation, tax deductible. I am an official nonprofit organization. Tell me, tell the world, tell my listeners, how much money do you need? Are we talking... A million, half a million, 10 million, 100 million. See, because I think in the black community, we had this taboo where we don't like to talk about finances. Mm -hmm. I ain't telling you what I make. I ain't telling you what I make. I ain't telling you what I need. You know, what do you need to make this? Oh, what do you need financially that you think 
would help you get more exposure to help the people that you are targeting? I would say my overall goal for 2020, if I could get $100,000, I can change at least 20 to 25 people's life. 20 to 25 people for $100,000. Indeed. 100,000. Easy, 100,000. 100,000 people. So, if you know somebody that got 100,000, or you know somebody that knows somebody, see, because I got a lot of friends that think they're in high places because of the people they know. Go dig, dig into your pockets. And, and, and they can go to the website and donate. Absolutely. They can go to the website and donate. That's correct. It can be anonymous. It can be. They can send you a check. In the mail. Venmo. That's right. A PayPal. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Absolutely. Whatever it takes. Indeed. And, and, and now, with that said, see, you know, hey, I understand, like, this whole taboo about money. But if we're going to talk about money, let's talk about money. So, because the first thing people are going to say, well, what, what you doing? You, you fundraising? You having uh, dinners? You selling dinners? You, you know, we, we, we car washing, cupcake sales? I mean, is that some things you guys do? Do you fundraise? No, I okay. do fundraise. Huh? So I okay. had a fundraising um, event at the lounge, which is in Sassoon. That's right. I had it for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, yes. What was the turnout? Um, it was better than before. Awesome. Okay. So we can expect we, better next time. We absolutely expect better next time. Every time, over every event that I throw, absolutely, it has been increasingly better. Okay. But impactfully better, mm -hmm. not so much. Okay. okay. And that's what we're trying. We're trying to impact. Indeed. Impact. Um, are you open to, uh, uh, I know you don't speak, you like to speak. Are you open to being in engagements where you can, uh, uh, get the word out? So I'm saying like, uh, let's say, cause I know a lot of, I, I'm working with some, some, some men right now who have different groups, mm -hmm. uh, trying to target certain areas. Are you willing to go to them and, and just share some of your information? You don't necessarily have to get up and talk in front of people, but. Oh, yeah, I do that. I do a lot of speaking okay, engagements. I actually have one set up for the 8th of February. It is a daddy-daughter summit um, through awesome. Dope Era, and I am talking, and my subject is love. February so, what? February 8th, and the location is in Oakland, but if you go on to um, DopeEra.com, I believe it's being advertised on their website. Dope Era? Dope Era, which mm -hmm. is, um, you know, a, a Bay Area rapper. His name is Mr. Fab. Yeah, his, his line. Okay. So they're actually having teen, it's a teen summit about... Um, the community and the lack of fathers. So I'm, I'm hoping that's impactful as I'm well. Um, do you do you go in the prisons? I have not. Okay. And that is my goal. Do you I, want to? Um, I absolutely do lately. I got a guy we're going to talk. Yeah, while. absolutely. I actually went to um, a fundraiser at Inside Prison Project. Okay. And those impact statements, okay. they absolutely give you a face mm -hmm. and an emotion and the right. family that you changed and right. how devastating it is. Oof. I believe that they... Have, have you done that? Have you I done? have not. Okay. But okay. I'm interested. Oh, that's powerful. I believe so. That's powerful. Um, you you win. Because <laughs> I can't... I don't know if I could look at that person that... Oh, not that out. person because there, yeah. again, there has been no justice. Yeah. But I would like to look in someone's eyes and tell them about the lack in my life, mm. the devastation that I've dealt with, the graduations that I'm doing by myself, mm. the birthdays, the anniversaries. No one thinks of that. No one. No one thinks of it. Daddy-daughter dances. <sighs> you know? God, like, hey, um, wow. Again, you always get me with that. When you talk about the daughter, because I got a daughter, and that's what I, that's what she, man. Um, 
forgiveness. It sounds like you're there. Acceptance. I don't even know who I can forgive. Wow. You know what I mean? Right. I accept that um, this is my life. I accept I did not choose it. I accept that I didn't choose a route that I would have thought the husband I chose would have been murdered. Mm -hmm. I accept the fact that um, um, there's nothing I can do to change it. I wish I had someone held accountable right. so that I can learn to forgive. Right. But, uh, yeah. Whoa. Again, little things like that. You know, you can't even, you, you can't forgive because you don't even know. And then, uh, again, I mean, I wonder how many of those hundred people every day even got know. How many? Got justice? Very or, or unlikely no? in, our, um, in, in our community. I sat at a, a group for homicide survivors, and mm -hmm. I can say that I am the only African-American at a table of 20, and mm -hmm. I'm the only individual with no justice. Again, again, well, um, I'm going to uh, send positive vibes your way to make sure you get some justice somehow, gotcha. from somewhere, from somebody. Um, and, you know, it's like what, what me and my wife are going through, definitely we didn't lose our son. But the justice is going to come. And it's probably just not in the time we want to. And I know that's a little corny old-fashioned saying, but we really, we haven't gotten any justice either. Um, and uh, I said, Fairfield Police hasn't got, we haven't gotten no justice. But I think in the, in the void of getting justice, it's what you do to make sure other people don't suffer. I agree. So... Again, kudos to you, uh, because we can easily curl up all of them and be like, oh, you know what, I'm not doing nothing. You know, the world owes me, yada, yada, yada. You know, but to stand up and, and fight and start a movement probably is more powerful than the justice that you're ever going to receive. I believe that. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. And I mean that. I mean that because just there's, there's nothing, and I don't know how you feel, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but just talking, there's nothing that the school, the police department, or the DA could give me and my wife and my son that is more powerful than what I'm doing right now, sharing this information. Nothing. They can give me all the money in the world. It's not going to take the fact that they, they did that to my son. You know what I'm saying? So keep doing the good work. Thank you. Keep doing the good work. Um, I thank you for being on the show today. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, closing comments, anything, any, anything you think that people should, should, should know or, or well, hear? I just say thank you for the invite. Um, I appreciate you setting this platform for me to discuss uh, my movement. And again, follow me on IG at Broken by Violence. Follow me, uh, check out the website, brokenbyviolence.com. Do that, people. Do that. And, and, Please, please share this information. You know, we have, this is the purpose of the podcast, is to share the information. And it doesn't matter what city you're in, Atlanta, Oakland, Detroit, Chicago, Harlem, Bed-Stuy, Milwaukee, Fairfield, Eureka. It doesn't matter. No, Heartland. It doesn't matter. 
Gun violence, I told you the numbers. Gun violence is every single day 100 people are dying. So that means it's happening in your city. You know somebody directly affected by gun violence. And healing, healing starts with this young lady right here and the program she's got. So make sure you share this information again. The email address is brokenbyviolence2017 at gmail.com. The website is brokenbyviolence.com. And you can find her on Instagram at brokenbyviolence. All right, look here. Um, I told you I was bringing it to you. I'm giving you everything. And, and the next uh, episode is going to be more information, positive information, to make sure that the people get what they want when they need it from the people. I am the people, and this is why this is public comment. We're going to keep bringing it to you. All right, so find me on uh, Facebook. If you have any questions, maybe I can direct you uh, to Mrs. Antoine or and some things, she, the people that she knows uh, that we probably didn't get a chance to talk to today or talk about. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Fit Real Estate Agent, and then you can find me on Instagram at Smitty underscore public underscore comment. Again, uh, Miss Ebony Antoine, thank you for being a guest today and sharing that information and your story. Um, ladies and gentlemen, take this information and share it. Share it with your loved ones. Share it with your friends at work. Uh, students, share it with your classmates. Um, just anybody in general uh, needs to hear it because the numbers don't lie. Numbers can be skewed to kind of lean in a certain direction, but the fact of the numbers don't lie. And uh, gun violence is, is uh, happening every single day across this country of ours. And if we cannot stop the spread of guns and violence, then we need to heal the people that are affected. And it's not just the immediate person, it's the entire family, the children, the parents, the aunties, the uncles, the cousins, the pastors, the co-workers, the mentors, the coaches, everybody is affected. So please share this information. And, uh, hey, if you get a chance, come out and check her out uh, February 8th in Oakland. Um, I think that's going to be outstanding, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can catch it. Get the information at uh, dopeera.com. Dopeera.com uh, for the information regarding February 8th. All right? I gave you what you want. I'm done. Have a great day. Hey, be well, beautiful people.